Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, designed to get us into God's Word for a few minutes every day. But you know, even a few minutes, about 13 minutes or so, that helps us to stay focused in a spiritual way as, as we take on the day, whatever it may throw at us. It helps us to keep in touch in our relationship with God, to keep focused on our souls, and it helps us to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. You know, people in your life need help. You know some of those people who need help to turn their lives around, to start focusing on their relationship with God, on their souls. We always encourage you, help those people by sharing these short studies with them. Now, to get them to sit down and open up the Bible and have a lengthy Bible study with you, that may not happen. But you may get them to listen, at least out of curiosity, by sharing these short, about 13-minute studies with them. So do so. With your family members, your friends, work associates, neighbors, with anybody you can. What a great blessing for somebody to get to heaven because you got them turned around and started looking into God's word and growing in their faith by sharing these short studies with them. But while that'll be a great blessing for them, it'll also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today. We're going to begin a new line of study and thought, asking another question, as I really like to do in these short studies. But it's a, a series that we look at all week long, but it all is centered on this basic question, whatever that is, for whatever series we're going through. The question for this particular line of study is this. Can a Christian fall from grace? Can a Christian fall from grace? There are a great many people out there who believe they're Christians, and very firmly and emphatically would say, in answer to that question, absolutely not. A Christian can never fall from God's grace. Once saved, always saved. Cannot fall. Well, where does that answer come from? Where does that line of belief come from? not from the scriptures. In answer to this question, I want us to look at a whole series of scriptural examples of people who are warned that they could end up being lost once they have become true followers of Jesus Christ. So, if they're in the grace of God, having accepted Jesus as their Savior, they can be lost. They can fall from God's grace. In Matthew chapter 25, beginning with verse 14, we read the parable of the, ten, uh, of the talents. And the servant who mismanaged his one talent, look at what happened to him. Matthew chapter 25, and again we'll look at verses 14 through 30. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling into a far country and called his own servants, and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, 
to each according to his own ability, and immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one, one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who received the five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will make you a ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also, who had received two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed, so you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. Therefore, take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he, who, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, what did Jesus mean in this parable? Who is the master? Obviously Jesus. Renotice again. Verse 14, the kingdom of heaven, so we're talking about an illustration that is supposed to get across to us, a message about heaven, a spiritual message, and the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country. Jesus, before very long, would be going back to heaven. He would go to the cross, he would die thereon, be put in the tomb, rise from the grave, and then after another 40 days walking upon the earth, presenting himself alive before hundreds of witnesses, he would ascend back to heaven. Now, before this, this master leaves, in verse 14, he calls his own servants and delivered his goods to them. Now, who are the servants of Jesus? Faithful followers, those who had become Christians, Specifically, he calls the apostles before him and he tells them, take my message, go into all the world, preach the gospel, the gospel message of salvation that I brought to mankind from heaven itself, teach it to everybody everywhere. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. He who does not believe shall be condemned. And so in the parable, to one servant he gave five talents, now these are sums of money, talents, Think about abilities, opportunities, blessings that God bestows upon us. He expects us to use those in ways that are pleasing to him and to always live to his glory 
including how we use the blessings that he bestows upon us. So to one servant he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, and then he left. But you see, just, just as Jesus ascended back into heaven, he's coming again one day. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 7 and 8 tells us that. He's coming back for that final day of judgment. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10. And we will all give account of how we have lived our lives, what we have done in our lives, whether good or bad. Now, the one who had been given, now notice also again, just as we will stand before the judgment seat of Christ, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10, all of these servants were called before their master upon his return and called to account. The one who had five talents, he had used what the Lord entrusted, what his master entrusted him with wisely and productively, and he had five more talents to give back to his master. The one who had been given two did the same thing. He had used what, the, what his master had entrusted him with and he presented twice as much back to his master. But the one who had only received one talent, you might say, well, he really didn't have that much to have to do to be able to double what his master had presented him with. But instead, he simply, out of fear, went and hid it in the ground, did nothing. How many people who would believe that they're Christians hold back from being dedicated openly and committed in an active way, serving their Lord because they fear all kinds of things. They fear they're going to make a mistake. They fear they're going to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing. They fear they're going to turn somebody off. Well, so they do nothing virtually. Well, this servant did nothing except he hid his master's sum of money that he had entrusted to him when his master called the three servants to account, this one presented just exactly what his master had given him. He might have expected his master to think, well, you've done good. You haven't lost it. You've protected it. You've preserved it. But the response was exactly different from that, wasn't it? Dramatically so. His master said, what, what is this? You know that I reap where I have not sown. You know that I gather where I've not scattered seed. What is the seed that we're supposed to scatter for our Lord? It is the word of God. The word of God. Teaching souls the word of God, the gospel of salvation through Jesus Christ. This servant did nothing with his master's money. And so the master took it away from him. And the last statement there in verse 30 is what we really need to focus on. In response to the question, can a Christian fall from grace? The master told his servant, now remember, this is supposed to be a parable giving us some insight as to the kingdom of heaven. Cast the unprofitable servant. He didn't throw his Lord's money away. He just did not do anything with it. Cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. What do you suppose that outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth is supposed to portray to us? Eternal condemnation in hell. Separated from God, his presence and the glory of God forever. 
and that's hell. Second, Second Thessalonians chapter five in verses nine. I'm sorry, chapter one in verses nine and ten. That's hell. Can a person fall from grace? That unprofitable servant certainly fell from the grace of his master in a parable that's supposed to teach us about the kingdom of heaven. Interesting. Very interesting indeed. We'll look a little further next time. Stop and think about this question. Are you secure in God's grace because you are living responsibly to God? in the grace that he has bestowed upon you? Or are you taking God's grace for granted and not being responsible for the blessings that you have received? Let's pray. Father in heaven, help us to understand your will, the truth of your word. Help us to understand that you do not just bestow grace upon us and expect us to do nothing as we reside in and are blessed by that grace, but you expect us to live our lives for you. Help us to learn and help us, Father, to respond appropriately in faithful, consistent dedication and obedience. We pray, Father. Please forgive us. We offer our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.